0: Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp.
1: What's going on, everybody? Uh, Right out of the gate. Um, My audio sounds different uh, because I don't have my microphone, uh, which I'll be telling you the story in just a second. Um, Today is Friday. Friday is one of my favorite days, that sweet spot. I love it when you get off work on Friday that window from right after work on friday to saturday morning is just like man heaven's gonna feel like that all the time amazing so today's episode 165 um i'm gonna regale a tale for you guys uh so we're getting ready right we're running into some technical difficulties with abby so we're like abby reset your internet and i reach over very jerkily uh to grab something and i have a full a cup of co- <laughs> full cup of coffee uh, had a full cup of coffee because my thumb catches it and literally dumped the whole thing on my desk all over everything and uh and then it, it it bumped into my mixer and all that and then uh yeah it didn't look like coffee got in my mixer but suddenly they're like you sound really muffled jeff <sighs> guys I'm a little out of breath little sweaty perfect combo But God is good, and it's going to be a great episode. So, um, yes. So I have just a little sploosh of coffee left in here that I'll be drinking. I'll be savoring it. Um, So it's all good. Um, Okay, so guys, my guest today, for those of you who don't know who she is, she's an emerging prophetic voice. She's also a children's book author of not one, not two, but three children's books, the ambitious Abby books. Links are in the description for these guys. And the art is just totes adorbs. If I do say so myself, look at that. Totes adorbs. Totes adorbs. Whole lot of totes totes adorbs. So um I love this guest. I think mean, she's absolutely amazing. Um and she sent us these books um just as a thank you. So she's like that. She's so great. So let's give it up for my guest today. Abby Duplaga hey <laughs> hello okay. oh this is gonna be a great episode because you know we're just we're not, we're not perfect people abby
2: By no are you means. as sweaty <laughs> as i am right now i am oh, i'm worked
1: my. up Woo! and it's not i'm like glory. lord
2: just calm me down <laughs> yeah
1: yeah because i think uh, michael just dropped out because i just saw him disappear oh. so i was saying to abby backstage um yeah he's just said that his internet completely crashed so I was saying to Abby I mean, backstage, that, like sometimes these things happen, and you know I can come under attack. You um, know I can manifest in a lot of different ways, uh, but especially with an episode like this, where this many consecutive things keep happening, um, I'm actually excited, and God knows that I'm a bit like I get super determined. I'm like, we're gonna do it. Like I've I've come under heat from migraines. Um and that usually for me is related to some a heavy spiritual environment um or you know spiritual attack. and I just get upset, I get angry and i at the devil and I just I'm, I'm like, I'll, I will do it blind if I have to because I get like really gnarly like ocular migraines and um and so that's I just kind of get that. so we're gonna just power through this Abby um you know, you were saying that you're getting you're feeling really fired up leading into this yeah um. And so I really want to just, I mean, we're going to go after it today, okay? So I'm going to let okay. you go for it, and then we'll just do what we do, okay?
2: All right, awesome. So I'll just kind of give you a little backstory. Um, I was on the phone, so I had given Jeff my notes of what God has been laying on my heart for the past several weeks, and we will <laughs> talk about that. But then God started building more onto it, and um, on the phone with my girlfriend just a couple of days ago, and her daughter kept bringing this children's Bible to her. Has 511 pages in it. She's bringing her this Bible every single time on the same exact page. Like she just keeps bringing it to her. And she's, Abby, I don't know if this is for you, but I'm just going to take a picture of it. I'm going to send it to you, see God speaking to you through it. So she sends it and boom, it just opened up like so much that he was putting together that tied into what I already provided. So I just love how God is so intentional and even just a little detail, like the child bringing the Bible to the same exact page. So just yeah. to give you an uh, a awesome. starting. So she, the the picture of the children's Bible was of um, Jacob in Genesis 28 when he had a dream. Remember how he mm-hmm. fell asleep on the rock and he had a dream. So Jacob is like still this deceiver. He's, you know, not consecrated and or like set apart for God in any way at that point. But he falls asleep in an ordinary place and he has a dream. And God basically encounters him and shows him this stairway to heaven. And he says he sees angels ascending and descending on the stairwell. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was so interesting because if you look at the order when he mentioned that these eight angels were ascending and descending, ascending is first. So if it was just merely angels, like come, they would be coming from, you know, above. They would be descending, right? right. But he right. says ascending first, which makes you think. So I looked further into that and the use of the word angels there and if you look at the Hebrew word it basically um, reveals that it's more than just an angel it's a messenger it's a prophet it's so these beings these messengers that are going up and down are are uh, sending this stairway to heaven with divine messages uh, from the heavenlies so they could Hmm. be beings or angelic people and then if you look at like Paul in the New Testament, the word angelos is used in the Greek for him, and they call him like an angel or a messenger of the Lord when he's bringing, you know, revelation to them. So that really piqued my interest, and I was taken to another part in the Bible when Jesus actually talks about the stairway to heaven. So if you go to John 1, 51, it's basically the account of when um, uh, Jesus is calling Philip and Nathaniel to be disciples. he explains to nathaniel that he sees him he saw him sleeping under a fig tree and nathaniel i'm paraphrasing nathaniel's like teacher you're truly the son of god um and you know because you basically have saw something like how could you know that so he has this prophetic insight right? right and so he knows that that can only be supernatural and so jesus answers him and says do you believe simply because i told you i saw you sitting under a fig tree like basically because you know, I know something that I couldn't know if, you know, unless I had a, you know, a, a divine enablement. Right. He said, You, meaning you and I, you will experience even more impressive things than that. I prophesy to you eternal truth. From now on, you all will see an open heaven and gaze upon the Son of Man like a stairway reaching into the sky with the messengers of God climbing up and down upon him. Hmm. And it just reminded me of the scripture in uh, John 14 that talks about you'll do even greater things. So he says, I tell you this timeless truth. The person who follows me in faith, believing in me will do the same mighty miracles that I do even greater miracles than these, because I go to be with my father. Jesus is the stairway to heaven. He's Mm -hmm. the only true way into the heavenly realm. And he made that possible for us as believers to be able to ascend into the heavenlies to receive divine revelation and encounters from the Lord to have heaven come into us and bring it to earth. So I was like reading this and I'm like, God, this is so good. And then all of a sudden um, I'm reading and it says that he named the place Bethel, which means house of God. Cause he's like, surely this is the house of God. It's like a portal to heaven in this place. Yeah. And Before it was named Bethel, it was named Luz, L-U-Z. Luz, the biblical meaning of Luz is separation.
0: Hmm.
2: So we are to separate ourselves, be set apart for God's holy work. And, And I thought it was interesting because he renamed it from separation to house of God, because that's what Bethel means. So that superseded it. So it's like you separate to become the house of God. And the house of God is what houses the presence of God. It houses revelation. It houses that stairway into heaven through Jesus. So we are as the body to be temples of the Holy Spirit, to house the the house of God. And so I was reading um, 1 Corinthians, and this really hit me. Uh, 1 Corinthians 3.16. Don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God and that the spirit of God lives in you? God will destroy anyone who destroys this temple for God's temple's holy. And you are that temple like that's serious. Like if you're not taking care of your temple, destruction can come upon you. Right. And so I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is really serious. And, it, and so um, so I'm sitting there and I hear the Lord say, consecrate yourselves today for tomorrow. I'll do great things among you. And I'm like, oh, he's taking me to Joshua. And so then I just proceeded to start studying in Joshua. And this is where it just blew my mind, Jeff. And I'll stop right there to see if there's anything you want to add. No, or...
1: keep keep going. Yeah, go for it.
2: Okay. So as Joshua has um, the people, there's like this eager anticipation in the air. Like he's getting up early. They're waiting for three days. They're going to cross the Jordan. Joshua is a picture of the new covenant of Jesus bringing us into the promised land because Joshua is the one that led israelites into the promised land remember moses he brought them through out of the out of egypt into the wilderness through the red sea but he never made it to the promised land so so moses is a prototype of the old covenant it didn't have access to the promised land It, it you know we needed jesus jesus was the way to get us into the promised land and so that's what you know this prototype is of joshua taking the people through the promised land so he says to them you know basically get yourselves ready set yourselves apart because we're because go- we're going to see great miracles and it's interesting i was looking at the word miracles there and scholars say it's interesting too because there's an s on miracles it's not just a miracle mm-hmm. like you know you would you would just assume okay the one miracle where they're passing through the jordan but no they say s miracles implying a whole new season a whole new place mm-hmm. where this is going to be common that they're going to see miracles And so I'm like, Oh my goodness, Lord. So I'm thinking, okay, consecrate yourself, you know, be in wholehearted devotion, get in this place where you're just surrendered to the Lord, get yourself ready. And so I'm reading further in the scripture there as Joshua is getting ready to take the Israelites in. And in verse nine of chapter three, it says, or verse 10, I'm sorry. This is how you will know for sure that the living God is among you. As you advance into the land, He will drive out before you the Canaanites, Hittites, Hivites, Perizzites, Gergesites, Amorites, and Jebusites. There's seven different tribes there. He says, look, the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of God, um, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth will go before you and prepare a way for you through the Jordan. Mm. The Lord, his presence goes before us. He prepares the way for us. The way is already prepared. He's just preparing us. To get in position he died to open up access to the heavenly realm through jesus it's already been prepared it's just that are we committed to the process to be able to access what he already died to give us mm-hmm. and that's the takeaway but it's it's interesting so i was looking at the seven names of these tribes and i'm like okay I'm looking at the Hebrew meaning of all of these names
1: mm-hmm. and I'm Jibisides, like, oh, Hittites, all of those. Right. Yes. Right, yeah. And
2: there's actually seven different, like what they mean. It's basically seven strongholds and the lives of believers. Cause you know how you get saved and you're just like, you see believers that are walking around for maybe years and they're, they're in the same place. Yeah. And there's, there's keys in the word of God that reveal how we can, actually access the greater in God this is mm-hmm. what he wants for us but like we are content to stay and not come out of our comfort and address the hard things right yeah. so um I just want to go through this if you um don't mind and yeah, just kind of give you it. these seven strongholds uh-huh. and it, it's it's all areas that it takes the power of God to overcome he gave us the tool he gave us the Holy Spirit the power of God. It's just, are you willing to take the step to allow him to set you free in this area? Mm -hmm. We have the choice. Mm -hmm. We have the key. He died to give it to us. We receive him, but it's our choice that we're going to receive everything he has for us. Does that make sense? Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Okay. So, Canaanites, the Hebrew means um, merchant or trafficker. Those who traffic in materialism. So, number one stronghold: the love of money tights um break down by violence terror scare or terrified so the number 2 stronghold is anger and violence what is causing that in your life is there trauma is there something in there that needs to be addressed and cut at the root to help you get out of this stronghold of anger and violence allow holy spirit to reveal it to you cuz Jesus just wants us totally free mm-hmm. right uh, right. Hivites um, means life-giving or life born of effort. So human effort and reliance upon yourself is stronghold three.
1: Mm-hmm. This is crazy. <laughs> so I've well, never this heard this. It's crazy. Oh yeah. my gosh.
2: And think about it. He says, you will know the Lord or that the living God is among you. Because as you advance, you'll you should see these things come off of you. Right? Because he's transforming you. And these things should come off of you so that you can receive what he actually has. Because it's like, that's why this message is die to yourself, crucify your flesh. There's so much in our spiritual life that God wants us to experience, to bring heaven to earth, to help shape the earth, to get the wisdom, the revelation, the understanding, um, everything that he wants to pour out, every spiritual blessing like in Ephesians that he's talking about. That's available, and he wants to be able to give it to us without these things in the way. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, that absolutely. will help you enter in.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, hit, and so, parasites is next. That's number four. Um, it means unwalled town, rustic, backwoods. So, just basically, a lack of vision or initiative hmm. is number four.
1: I'm writing these down.
2: <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Right. Everyone take notes. I'm trying not to go too fast. i just like super charged up right now. Yeah. Like, good. Okay. Gurgisites is number five. And it means dense, condensed, marshy ground. So like ignorance or unwillingness to learn. Because when you're dense, you're just, you're not full of um, knowledge and wisdom. Mm-hmm. So um, basically you're ignorant and unwilling to learn. So you have to be teachable and you have to, you know. Mm -hmm. break that stronghold. I mean, we can't break it. We need the power of God to break it, you know, but we have to yield and surrender to where he wants us to, Mm -hmm. to be there. So um, six Amorites means boasting in self like in a point appointment and those who live on high so pride and arrogance. Another one that has to go.
0: Yeah.
2: And finally, Jebusites is means trample trample underfoot threshing place so basically, fear and anxiety that cripple your spiritual growth
1: hmm.
2: is something else that has to go.
1: Yeah. So, what was the say? So, Canaanite love of money. And then mm-hmm. the second the second one was what?
2: Um, Anger and violence.
1: And that was the, was it the that Hittites? Was the
2: Hittites. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then the Hivites is doing things in your own ability, right? Mm hmm. Parasites, lack of vision, Jericites, yep. or however you said, ignorance, Amorites, yep. pride and arrogance, Jebusites, fear and anxiety. Yeah. Man. And all those things are, are uh, things that every believer experiences, right? And, and you might right. be tempted in. Someone might be tempted in more ways, one of those areas or a couple of those areas more than others, but they're all things that all of us, all emotions or uh, that or thoughts or whatever that we've experienced. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: And one other uh, thing I wanted to throw in there is that there was the, when they crossed the Jordan, and I don't know, and pray into this and and maybe God's already been speaking like, um, a timing of something he's doing. Like maybe you've been going through this process and you feel that Lord is breaking these strongholds. Like I'm going into this promised place that he has for me. Um, and remember this, this is a promised land spiritually, but when we seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, he adds, I mean, external things start to add as well, like to, to do his kingdom work on earth. But we're our main, um, our main, Adoration. Our main like love is for Jesus and seeking Him, and and the the things that He has for us in Him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they crossed the Jordan during the springtime, and it was four days before Passover. Oh wow! Passover this year it starts on April fifth and goes through April thirteenth. I just felt compelled to look it up. So sometime here in April. So um, I don't know if any, you know, if you're on the brink of something, but that was when, you know, that time period is when they crossed over into the promised land. Um, And one other thing is that it was the barley and the um, flax harvest. And I was like, barley and flax, like what is what's what's up with that? You know, like I'm like, Lord, I start looking it up and I found out that flax, like flax fibers are what they made wicks out of for, um, like lamps and candles, like back in the day. And I, and you think about like the Bible talks about us being like lamps and that we are lit, like lit up for Jesus. We have oil in our lamps. So we have
0: the power of the Holy spirit. Thanks for listening. The Elijah fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours to become a partner, visit Elijah com slash give. And
2: they put, we put salt on the uh, wicks to make it brighter Representing like wisdom in the Lord makes us shine brighter even and you know, so I'm thinking okay flax So you know how like there's been a lot of prophecy about the harvest coming in Mm -hmm. So these could be just people people that haven't been set yet on fire when we get to a place where we're reaching uh, This promised land that God has for each of us and as we do it as a whole it's going to bring the harvest in Because heaven's coming to earth Signs, miracles, and wonders are going to be happening. You talk, you hear people talking about the greater glory that's coming and this call to repentance and consecration. Mm-hmm. It's because the harvest, the people that are coming in, they, they're going, Jesus wants to reveal himself in so much greater measures for, for the people that are going to be drawn. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And
2: so, and the barley is actually food for the poor. And mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting that that was the type of bread that Jesus used when he fed the multitudes.
1: Yeah. The barley loaves. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting.
2: So I was like, this is kind of cool. I just feel like God is speaking through it. Yeah. And he's calling his body. And the message of this, the whole message of this is just where is God convicting you right now? It's like he wants to introduce you to the you you don't even know yet, like the mm, real identity yeah. of him in Christ. Yeah. You know, like yeah. but all these things of the world have to be off of you. And it's like, where is he calling you right now to go in even greater depth than him?
1: Mm.
2: To access even more of heaven to bring it to earth.
1: Mm. Well, I Abby, like that's really been a theme amongst a lot of uh, prophetic voices um right now is just like really really prompting people really spurring people on like grab grab a hold of whatever the the, the things are in your life a lot of things are difficult you know that we need to pick up and that's kind of going to be a theme of to you know today's episode as well but um because people are being like a lot of people are being positioned to move into things they've been waiting, like promises they've been waiting for, breakthrough they've been waiting for, but that doesn't mean that things are going to get easier. You might have an anointing and a grace to operate in that season. It still doesn't mean it's still going to be difficult though. It's still going to be, but that difficulty is something that's going to strengthen us. That's something that's going to, um, you know, move Mm -hmm. us into the next thing beyond this next thing that's coming. You know, um, God's constantly moving us from one season or area into another but. This is very, uh, very much like been a common theme, especially this week is is just about wow. the whole idea of like, hey, things things are hard, but like Jesus is the answer and running to him is the answer. That's the solution. And um, so, yeah, I'm loving this. This is great.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not saying like once you get to the promised land, like it's just nothing's ever going to go, you know what? Yeah. No, not not at all. Yeah. No, not at all. To access the greater, we have to go lower and we have to get this. I mean, yes, we're in this flesh suit to operate in the earth, but really we're spiritual beings that are supposed to be co heirs with Christ, seated in heavenly places, working in the earth to bring heaven to earth so that Mm -hmm. people can understand who Jesus is and the glory of God could be revealed throughout the earth. But if we don't, as believers, if we're, we're complacent and we're content and we're not going to this place in him, do you see what I'm saying? Like, we need to advance, we need to advance in our walk, advance in the kingdom. Yeah.
1: Well, and so, um, and to, to go along with this, I cannot remember if it was this week or last week. I want to say it was Christina Baker earlier in the week. Someone, as I'm talking might remember what it was, but she was, they were talking about when the people moved from the uh, the wilderness into the promised land in the wilderness, it was God sustaining them. It was so some people have been in these places of like myself included of being hidden away, God sustaining them, refining them. Uh, yep. But once they crossed over the Jordan, God was still with them, but it was now their turn to kind of take hit, hand, put the hand of the plow to fight, to clear out the land. God was still mm-hmm. going to operate, you know, guide the way and open doors but it was like it was them having to pick up something like okay we're in the promised land now are we going to stand on the promises that god has given us and 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 that should be enough to propel us forward to amen take whatever god has us to take
2: and the word that's coming to me is partnership Mm -hmm. partnering with him in the promised land right To move forward and do the things that god has called you to do sure. and then he'll give you that divine enablement and equip you for it
1: mm-hmm. yeah and yesterday's episode we talked all about faith you know and i just I, I i'm kind of reflecting on the the whole week and realizing there's been a lot of uh emphasis on faith and standing on god's promises and being bold and, and moving forward and and that's not just like we don't plan those types of things you know when like okay well Sozo is going to speak about this someone's going to speak about this i mean you know abby we just say okay what's on your what's on your heart to say and sometimes i will get something hey i want them to talk about this and then whatever else they want to talk about but it's always cool to see i mean god god is obviously emphasizing this for a reason so mm-hmm. yeah take heart yeah
2: and if you. he's moving his body into that greater place together collectively It makes sense because I mean, so many people I know have been in this crazy place in the wilderness of like really going deep and getting free and allowing God to do the work to process them. And it's Mm -hmm. beautiful. And I'm like, Lord, what are you getting ready to do? Because I'm seeing this collectively. Mm -hmm. The body is getting ready. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I'm just over here in this anticipation and this excitement. Like Lord, we don't know what it looks like. We don't know what yeah. you're ready to do, but uh-huh. we're excited because we know something is happening. Yeah. Because it's a it's a common theme, and I love that because I haven't seen any of the episodes this week. So it it should be if we're one heart, one mind, one accord under the same spirit of God, we should be heeding the same message, right? Yeah, so resonate absolutely. with people. So,
1: mm-hmm. yep, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's talk about choosing hard things. Abby, you have a phrase, choose your hard. I think we talked yeah. about like, we kind of thrown that phrase out. Uh, one of the times that you were on the show. Um, so I'm really excited to, to talk about this topic, because it's important.
2: Yeah, it all started fueling at the beginning of the year. And I didn't realize God was already stirring me up for it. But I was on a film conversation with my brother. We talked for almost five hours. My brother and I don't do that. And I was like, what? God was just flowing. And it was just like, we were just ping ponging off of each other. These different examples of choose your heart and just having such fun fellowship talking about it. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's, I just kept saying there was a meme a long time ago that I had kind of saw online. And I was just like, I was, it, it was brought to my remembrance about like, you know, it's easy to be or it's hard to be this, but it's hard to be that was kind of like the premise of it. So then we started mm-hmm. to like allow God to kind of fill in those spaces sure. and reveal to us. And and I kept being reminded of broad is the way that leads to destruction and narrow is the way that leads to life. Matthew 7, 13. Life is going to be hard no matter what, especially even just being saved because you're being transformed. So you're getting the world off of you. Right. Uh-huh. So. No matter what you do to choose that narrow path, it's going to be hard, but it's the only way that leads to life. So if you want to choose the broad path that leads to destruction like the rest of the world is doing, you don't have the divine enablement and you don't have the, the wisdom of God maybe if you're just choosing to be lost over here in the dark. Um, and you're still going to go through hard things because your, your, your choices might be leading to death and destruction, right? So either way, it's going to be hard. But then it's just taking it a step further. Like if you're a believer and just going, like I said, to that greater place of that being set apart for God, like what is it that he is convicting you of lately? For me, it was drinking more water. Like your organs need water. Let's go. Like I've been telling you, drink more water. I mean, these are just simple examples, but it's like, where can I go into greater obedience with God right now?
1: Yeah.
2: Don't overeat. Don't just eat anything because it's there. Don't try that sweet. Like you don't need it like it's gluttony. I mean, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like God Mm -hmm. is just, it's like peeling back the onions and he's just been taking me through deliverance to through deliverance, like one layer at a time. And so my question is what is that layer of the onion that God wants to peel back? What are the things he's trying to get off of you to get to bring you to even a greater place of life in him? So I have some examples of some of the ones that we talked about uh, when we were on the phone. Do you want me to share some of them?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Okay. My brother's going to laugh, but I was like, I have to send, I have to share. this. <laughs> they're so, good. so it's hard to live. Holy. But it's hard to live in sin. So that's basically mm-hmm. what we were just talking about. Like narrow is the way that leads to life. They're both hard, but only one of them brings life. The other one brings death and decay and destruction. Um, it's hard to save money, but it's hard to be broke. It's hard to surrender, but it's hard to be in control. Either one's a battle, right? It's hard to forgive, but it's hard to be bitter. It's hard to get your kids to church, but it's hard to watch them be influenced by the world. It's hard to persevere, but it's hard to give up. It's hard to eat healthy, but it's hard to be sick. It's hard to work out, but it's hard to be overweight. So those were just simple examples of choose your hard. Both of them are hard. But which one do you want—the one that leads to life, or do you want the one that leads to staying stuck?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I always think of like—I mean, I—the one that really stood out was it's hard to live holy, but it's hard to live in sin. And I—I I always equate things. I often will we use allegory, even in my own life. That's why I love stories so much. Uh, but just simple illustrations to kind of distill down something so i can grab a hold of it um and so for me it's always like i always think of like with living holy and versus living in sin and it's kind of coupled with it's hard to eat healthy but it's hard to be sick is is sin living a life of sin it feels good when in the mm-hmm. moment uh, like eating candy you know it's a, or junk food or whatever it is it's like for people that maybe that's an area that you're even being convicted of right now Where you are like man i really gotta clean up my diet nothing is ever nothing worthwhile is ever easy but it's also Amen. not easy if you don't do anything like it just looks different it's not gonna be the same you know it takes effort to to be disciplined um, right but I always go back to man like self-control is a fruit of the spirit you know um, huh and so uh you know I'll go through seasons where there's certain areas that get highlighted to me more that God wants to refine more but um, yeah I I think um, it's the same, even just with our spiritual walk, where it's like you're, regardless, even if you opt out of the battle between good and evil that's going on on a you know spiritual cosmic level, right? Regard, even if you well, I opt out? I don't like, I don't want to be part of God, and I don't want to be part of Satan. Well, you are on one side. Like the Bible is Amen. very clear on that. It's like whether you like it or not, this is the reality. You're either serving God or you are serving the devil. And when you opt out of serving the devil and you don't want to serve God, you are serving the devil. You know, Amen. it's like, Satan doesn't need you to acknowledge him. He's like, great. Yeah. I can work with that. <laughs>
2: you know, <laughs> I know he's, he's in the middle. He's, where <laughs> yeah, he's like, all right. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I think that's really important to acknowledge is that like, we need to really shift our focus into going, okay, it, it's time to get serious. You know, we've been, people have been praying for revival for a long time. Right. Um, and we're starting to see it form and it's, It's happening over a longer duration than we thought, but it's gonna burn hotter and brighter than we could have ever imagined. And Mm -hmm. so for me, I look at this just kind of this, like if you ever hear like a big, like a jet engine, like starting up, it's like, it doesn't just boom, it's on. Like, you know, you turn your key and all of a sudden your car is on. It's like this, you know, and you know it's gonna get like so loud Mm -hmm. and so powerful. Mm -hmm. It's, It's like that. Um, and it's an exciting thing. I think I, you know, my wife and I have really been looking at certain areas of our lives too, and being like, okay, what are some areas that we need to really press in on? Uh, this is not going to be easy. And I think often us as humans, we wait for things to become easy before we're like, okay, now I'm going to do it now, now, now I'll serve Jesus because it's easy. I feel like doing it right now. Well, you're not that's the thing. You're not going to always feel like it. So,
2: right. And it's like, when you submit that area to God, like if he's convicting you in a certain area and you say, okay, God, I'm going to do this. I, I need your help. As, you, as soon as you take that step, there's a divine enablement that happens. Right. To help you be obedient. Cause he knows it's hard. The flesh and the spirit are an enmity with one another. That's what Paul mm-hmm. tells us in Galatians. I think it is. And so there's always going to be that fight, but we have to submit it. We have to choose though. We have to choose to submit it, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I just think that I really want to hit that home that um, for everybody listening to really take this to heart, because this is something that, you know, God is wanting his church. He's wanting the, the bride of Christ to burn bright. And, Mm -hmm. um, all of us, it's an all hands on deck thing. It's an all generational thing. It's all, you know, it's not yep. just pastors. It's not just evangelists. It's the whole body needs to be mobilized. And so all of us need to really, really take this before the Lord and be like, God, what are some areas that I've been honestly, like kind of, this is mine about, you know, like, this is, right. no, this is, this is nope. Anything else, Lord? This one thing you can't touch, you know. And some of that sometimes for me, it's been subconscious. Like, and I'm all of a sudden I'm like, why am I so like irritated right now about this? <laughs> oh, it's because I'm, <laughs> it's because mm-hmm. I've been like hiding it or like a little bit not
2: disobedient.
1: Yeah, or just like not wanting. You know, it's like I'll be I will be obedient in every area, but this is the one area where I want to be lazy in. You know.
2: And that's the thing. It's, it's being, being bold enough and courageous enough to say, search me, God, and know my heart. Like, what is it, Lord? And convict me about that thing because I, but, but but you're not doing it out of duty. I just want to get that out there too. It's because you love him and he's Mm -hmm. like amazing. So you want Mm -hmm. to please him. It's all coming out of this place of love and adoration and admiration for the the living God, like the fear of the Lord, which is amazing. And so you're just like, okay, God, I know you created me to be better than than staying stuck here in this mindset. When you died to set me free by the power of the Holy Spirit to be able to conform this part of my life to your perfect will for it. You know what I mean? Like Uh what's pleasing to you. And I want to please my father And that's why I want to do it. Yeah. It's love that motivates. It's love that is the motive. You know what I mean? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
2: Not duty, because then you won't stick to it. But it's when you love someone like, you know, you're going to do some, you know, you see people fall in love and then you see they become better versions of themselves because it inspires them, you Mm -hmm. know, and that's the love of Christ. Like it inspires us to just be greater and greater in our identity of who he called us to be.
1: Right. Well, in any good and healthy relationship or friendship, uh, romantic or, you know, platonic is, there's going to be some refinement on both sides. It's not, it's not like, it's not a one-sided thing. Obviously God is perfect. So, you know, but, but that acknowledgement that like, Hey, as I get to know the person of Christ better, I'm going to, change i'm gonna you know and the more you spend time with like if you ever run an amazing person who's just like a beam of like I, like absolute like ray of sunshine like it if it really does affect you mm-hmm. um, you're like man like i I, I, <laughs> I feel i feel good and i want other people to i want to like i want to give this to other people too you know and and yeah. find yourself changing you know so
2: yeah. yeah, iron sharpens iron, right?
1: Mm-hmm. That's right, and that's
2: why God created us to be relational beings. We have mm-hmm. a relationship with Him and a relationship with one another because it just all works together.
1: Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. So let's. I see a note in here about purification and refinement. So this is a good place to kind of press in on this because you got a scripture and some other stuff.
2: Oh yeah, I found this in Proverbs the other day in the Passion Translation I was reading and I was like, oh, that's just so good. I find myself reading you know, the Proverbs, especially every single time everyone like, oh that's good. Oh, that's good. And like, uh-huh. I'm going
1: through my like, And then I your whole so Bible's highlighted. Highlights. Yeah. It is. My <laughs> friends
2: seriously laugh at me. Like they're probably cracking up because they're like, okay, Abby, how do you even know? Because everything's highlighted. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't
1: know.
2: But yeah. um it I found this proverb uh 173. It says in the same way that gold and silver are refined by fire the lord purifies your heart by the tests and trials of life and i just thought that was so beautiful because he it's all about being more and more purified to be more and more like jesus to look more and more like christ
1: yeah yeah
2: that's that's what we're doing transforming into his image
1: Mm-hmm.
2: and it reminds well, me of um second corinthians it was like uh where you go from glory to glory and you look more and more like him
1: uh-huh yeah 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 so yesterday chris overstreet was on the show and he was talking about how you know he used to weigh 400 pounds and the you know he spending his time with the lord and the lord said hey because he would sit used to sit there in front of the mirror and criticize himself and mm-hmm. all this stuff and the lord said hey i want you to stop giving yourself a hard time because when you give yourself a hard time you give me a hard time and mm-hmm. Uh, He said, I want you to start speaking the word over yourself.
0: Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. I
1: want you to start. And um, and so I think that really stood out to me because so often we look at the way we're supposed to be. Um, Let's even use weight. For an example, you know, say you're really overweight and you sit there like Chris did and you constantly talk about, I don't look like this. And so mm-hmm. if, if, you know, I don't, you know, I, I weigh 400 pounds and I should weigh 180 or I should weigh 200 or whatever. Um, and so you look at where you where you want to be or where you think you should be. And there's a giant gap between where you think you should be and where you are. And so then mm-hmm. any little effort that you make is not good enough. But the only way to get to where you think you should be or where you feel like you want to be or where you know you should be is to take measurable steps. And it could be as simple as, you know what? One meal a day isn't going to be a hamburger. It's going to be, you know, chicken breast and broccoli, you know. Right. And you know what? Twice a week, I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk to such and such place or I'm going to walk at some duration and then th- those efforts become you you start to like the way you feel when you do those things and so you do them more it's just the way it happens
2: right but, but do you just, have to start with just a small change
1: yeah and and the same is for our spiritual walk i remember for years i would just get so frustrated because i didn't look a certain way or i didn't do a certain thing or or people would say you shouldn't be afraid in this certain situation you should just trust god and i'm like well, every fiber of my being says that I shouldn't trust him right now. And so then I would get frustrated. And I realized what, what a lot of these people weren't telling me is that you like, okay. Like when I was in missions, we had to trust God for money all the time, you know, and, in big ways. Yeah. And I would be like, oh man, like I just don't, I don't, I don't know God, you know? And, and so as yeah. you have to go through that process, it's, it's uncomfortable Like you have to make an actual effort to sit there and go, every ounce of me says, don't trust God, but God, I trust you because your word says this. And sometimes I'd have to say it 20 times in one day. I'd have to go into a bathroom and stare myself in the mirror and say, I trust you, God, you know, (laughs) but our
2: carnality seriously gets in the way. Like That's why it's that crucify it, you know,
1: but then you get through that and you go, whoo. Okay. God came through and then it's like it builds your faith and you feel stronger and you go and you do, you're like, you step out and do something else. And you're like, God did this so he can do that. And you saw David doing the same thing, right? With Goliath, you know, it's a story we all yep. know, but he says, I killed the lion and the bear, surely this, you know, uncircumcised Philistine, you know,
2: but do you see how God does that? He prepares it's like yeah. step by step and he keeps building it and not mm-hmm. every facet. That's why I said, take a step and do the first thing
1: mm-hmm.
2: and he'll meet you and he'll keep yeah. increasing that.
1: Yeah. And I get it, you know, especially for the idealists out there where you like you picture something in your head and you're like, "Well, I can't do it 100%." Like th- that's the way I that's definitely the way I am and and that's something that I have to recognize when it's an unhealthy versus a healthy ideal that mm-hmm. I have in my head. Um and, and that something is better than nothing. Um because yep. you know, for me, you know, like growing up, um, you know, I would it's also cause I'm a very creative person and uh, I hate math. Uh, but um, when I was like in first grade, I would like, they would give like math paper out to everybody. You have to do your homework. And I would draw pictures on mine. <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, for me, it was also this thing of like, my mom recognized very quickly. She was like, she started asking me questions and and really recognized that when I don't feel like I can do it a hundred percent, I don't want to do it um and so that can be a good thing can be a very good thing but recognizing okay not just accepting oh that's just the way i am and then you know however the however which way the cookie crumbles is the way it is going to be um is recognizing okay is is what i'm feeling right now is it a healthy thing or is it an unhealthy thing because if i devote myself to a project i'm in it like i'm you know um And so I do think that's an important thing to recognize for us idealists out there, like an all or nothing
2: Um, mindset. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so really getting yourself in the the mindset of, okay, especially when it comes to the matters of the spirit is like, you gotta start somewhere and you're gonna especially if you're stepping out to try and hear God more. Some of you guys, God's really activated a prophetic gift and you're getting words of knowledge at crazy. But then there's also maybe a trepidation where you're like, yeah, but like, what if I hear wrong? And I don't wanna be crucified by people for hearing wrong. And so then you never step out and give that person that word, give that waiter or waitress that word, you know, at uh, at a restaurant, you know, and you're getting them. Some of you are getting them and you're like, yeah, but like, what if it's wrong, you know? So, and I get it, I really do. Yeah. So.
2: I had a thought, yeah. oh, God gave me this analogy once and I, I really love it. And I think about it all the time, like moving a football down the field, even if you're moving it just one yard at a time, it's still mm-hmm. progressing in, the, in that direction. Mm-hmm. So with everything, if he's encouraging you and he's, you know, putting a holy conviction on you in a certain area and he's giving you an enablement and empowerment to do it, even if it's small, you're moving the football one yard at a time, it's, yeah. you're still going to reach the goal. You know what I mean? He's still going to, you're in, in the process, you're going to be transformed in that particular area. And before you know it, you'll be able to run the football. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, it'll be, it'll be way better over time, but you have to start, but the choice is on you. Like that is the thing you have to choose the difficult things. The choice is yours. Like God's giving us the tools and the ability. He overcame it all. But we have to decide if we're going to use that enablement of the Holy Spirit and a gift that God give, gave us to submit ourselves in every area that he's asking us to, to allow him to right. help us through. You mm-hmm. know what I mean?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, okay, so let's talk about submitting to God's will. You have a thing in here that says, not everything is a demon. And I chuckled. Oh, because, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we Yeah, can I
2: mean, a lot of the times yeah. there's de- demons and deliverance, but we ha- we forget we have the flesh that's been maybe trained by a demonic entity or process for a long time. Uh-huh. So you can be delivered of that thing, but you have to maintain the deliverance by being, being filled up with God and having your mind renewed. So say you've been trained um, to be controlling because you were run by a spirit of control for so long that thought process might still be there you know it Uh it was ingrained in your flesh and your soul when it has to be renewed and so sometimes it's it's really just our soul that needs to be renewed by the word of god let god wash over you you know so it's not necessarily all the time just a demon but it's maintenance of your deliverance and it's really crucifying the flesh and bringing it into submission Mm -hmm. and it's easier to say oh it's a demon you know like to throw it out there and to like not put that responsibility on ourselves to partner with God in our healing and in our, you know, in our deliverance, it's just Uh way easier. Maybe I just can't get rid of this thing. No, maybe you just need to be obedient and uh, and choose the hard.
1: Yeah. And this is a topic, another topic that has come up several times on Elijah fire with guests is the whole thing. Like not everything is a demon. And, you know, sometimes people we get, sometimes we're lazy and we're like, God, just like, get rid of this thing, you know? Uh, and yeah. sometimes, sometimes you got to walk. Sometimes it is just the flesh and you have to just deny it, mm-hmm. which look not super glamorous. Like mm-hmm. not, it'd be for some people they like, yeah, I'd much rather just have deliverance flail around on the ground for a couple of minutes and then bada bing, bada boom, you know, but um, the process of refinement that takes place. Um, you know I often say you know we look at we, we look at an end result or we look at you know oh man, I can't wait until you know God would give you a word like you know you're gonna be okay well we'll use Abby, we'll use your uh, your books you know like oh I would love a publishing company to come in and swoop in and be like 10 book deal yeah. it's yours. We're gonna give you x amount of money boom but the process of having to trust God with every single one of these books that you've released and that process, like I always look at the, this the space in between the two things, right? Mm-hmm. Where it was and where I know God has given me a vision or words to confirm a direction I'm supposed to go and at a point of arrival. The 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 distance between those two things is to me is more important than the actual Amen. showing up because the distance between those two things and the refinement that takes place through that is is the thing that actually is equipping me for that thing you know Amen. so and it's huge and you, you learn
2: huge... to appreciate that because at first you're you know you get this vision you're just excited to see that and then you realize no like this process has been so beautiful like the person i'm becoming the trust that i've gotten built the faith in god that has transpired through this thing and the intimacy that has developed because i've been relying fully on god like that nothing else will bring that to your life like you have to be able to go through a promise and the like this process with God and that's what brings you and draws you near to him because you know you're you're relying on him to kind of keep you through this whole thing and to ready you and enable you for whatever he's doing and then you start to get so close to God you're like I don't even care about anything else like right, nothing just, else matters no, like i mean whatever. it's cool but you know like i just love that i know God and i can talk to him all the time and it's relational and he talks back and it's, you know, I'm like, that's the pride, the faith and how much I believe in. Like you were talking about financially when um, Shannon and I went to Israel last time Mm -hmm. with you guys in 2019, it was, I was coming out of my career. Coming out of self-reliance, and you know, he was stripping me financially of everything, so I had like nothing. And he's mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, you're going to go to Israel, and you're going to pay for yourself, and you're going to pay for Shannon." And I'm like, like "Ha
1: With what money?" And
2: oh, <laughs> okay, with what money, Lord? You know, yeah. like I'm like, but I, you should have seen my friends. They're like, "You have grown so much because it was like my first test of like having to really trust God for provision." Wow. Wow. And you know, like He showed up in miraculous ways, and yeah. we had more than enough. And it was just like, I don't even know how we got there. But it was like, God wanted to show me, like, trust me, trust Mm -hmm. me. And then he just kept showing up. And it was like, that was when that, like you said, it built your faith. That was my first real um, faith building test. You know what I mean? Like to where I knew like, wow, God really has me. Like Mm -hmm. this, I could have never fathomed we would have the money to go. And in that short of a time. And for some reason, like there was like some something like at my bank where they had been charging me some fee for 19 or $29 a month over like a course of several years that I didn't even realize was going on, like from some subscription. And so boom, like $1,500 came right back into my account. Like it was just random stuff like that that was happening. That was like miraculous. That was all preparing us to be ready for the trip that we're like, wow. I mean, just God will do it. If he said it, it's so and there's that settles it. Like you can just have faith, but it's our humanity and in our flesh that's just like, oh gosh, when we can't understand it, we don't need to know how. We don't need to know when. That's the faith element. Yeah. But it's like yep. it's crucifying the need to know. The need mm-hmm. to know how or when. And if you look at the yeah. testimonies throughout the Bible of how God would show up and do things, it was always in ways they could never figure out how or when. So how do we expect that we're going to know how or when? Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure that, the Israelites yeah. never imagined the sea would just part and they would see water on both sides and they'd just be walking through it. I, I mean, know. that's unfathomable, <laughs> right? Yeah. But it happened.
1: Yeah. Uh huh. So, yeah. It's just yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. And I think that what you're describing is very hard for us Westerners in our brains, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but I know that my wife and I have been in several situations where God is called us to drop uh you know significant money uh, and give it to certain people or uh you know it could be a multitude of things um but we're at the point now where we're like that stuff's easy for us um but it was through going through s- multiple instances of it not being easy for us you know and it mm-hmm. scales right it's like it's like, yeah. you know, you Hey, you're going to, you're going to be a generous giver and you're going to give to this and that and do this, you know, it's not like, Oh, suddenly because we're generous givers, everything else that's, you know, it, spiritual matters is going to be easy. No, it's not, <laughs> you know, No, no. Um, but uh, it's just an exciting thing to see what God does in us, you know, and, and to see that refinement process. It's not, it's not always fun. In the in the moment, you know, it means right. you know, especially when you're like, God, I want to be more loving. It's like suddenly you have all these really hard to love people around you.
2: Right. You know? Cause it has to bring it out of you. Yeah. And that's another thing I want to encourage people, like if you've been going through a season and you feel like it's just been a lot of situations um that God has had you in that just seem like, What is going on? There's like a storm all raging all around you. Remember, He's trying to refine you and bring mm-hmm. out, He has to bring it up to the to the top like is it like the dross that has to come up so if he has to put you in a situation where that thing presents itself so it gets out of your soul and out of your heart because he wants you to release it he'll allow the situation so that it will be exposed so you can deal with it so it doesn't continue to um you know keep you in that place does that mm-hmm. make sense
1: yeah it does and i think too we are sometimes our reaction can be you know we pray that you know refine mm-hmm. me lord yeah. Enemy. And then you are faced with the ugliness of something. And I've seen some people, they then are faced with the ugliness of themselves and then they quit. And I'm like, you prayed for God to refine you, f- knowing full well that you are not perfect like Jesus is. And that is a process of mm-hmm. sanctification. You prayed, you were put into a position where that was drawn out to the surface or up to the surface. And then you got so sorrow stricken because of it, that you walked away from it completely when I'm like, that was the whole read. like you prayed, it was exposed. Yeah. You can have a moment of being like, wow, like weeping before the Lord and being like, I, my heart is ugly, you know? And, and, and I've been there many times, you know, but again, it's like with everything I talk about, like pressing forward and going, Okay. I'll have a moment to like weep before the Lord, but I need to then do something with this, you know, and let God trade it out for something better. So yeah. Amen. Yeah. So, all right, Abby, do you have anything else on your heart? I'm going to have you pray for people.
2: I think that's it. That's all I had.
1: Yeah. This is great. Really good. Really good. So
2: all right so heavenly father we just come before you lord we just thank you that you are so loving and so perfect lord and you are just calling us to even greater measures in you lord so right now lord i just pray a holy conviction on every single person lord that if there are different areas that you you know that um you're calling them to a greater place of obedience or just to a higher place in you lord jesus i just pray that you would reveal that to the hearts and the minds of each person and that you would give them that divine enablement to take that first step lord mm-hmm. to take that first step and so that they can walk into greater and greater freedom in this season greater and greater freedom in you so that we can be the house of god to house your presence lord to house the kingdom of heaven lord that we can bring heaven to earth and people can experience your love your peace your joy all the great spiritual blessings that flow through us lord i pray that they would be poured out upon the people everywhere we're at lord so i pray that as a whole we as a body get together and we just get rid of complacency lord i pray that you would break complacency or just that feeling of i'm doing you know this i don't really need to address that lord just expose it bring it out of hiding lord Bring all the impurities up to the surface, Lord, so that we can just be clean and cleansed and purified in this season. Lord, let the heart cry be, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit in us. Lord, just search us, know our hearts, know our thoughts, Lord, and just bring us to greater and greater alignment. Lord, you already went before us. The presence of God goes before us. You've already prepared the way. You're just preparing us. So Lord, I pray you put a fire in the hearts and the minds and the spirit of every single person and that they get that urgency and that excitement that there's more, Lord. There's always more in you, Jesus. You are the stairway to heaven. You are the way that opens up so much more to us that we can't even imagine. And so Lord, I pray that they would just get a hunger and excitement for that possibility in you and that they would just um, submit themselves in every way to come into your obedience that you're asking them for. Just come into that greater alignment in you, Lord, out of your love. Just pour your love upon them, Lord, in just your loving way to say, hey, let's get this under order. Let's get this, Lord, how you did it with me. It's just such a loving way to get us to go into greater alignment. So, Lord, I just pray that over everyone now. And I just ask that in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.
0: Amen.
1: Amen. Yeah, great, great message, Abby. So good. So okay. Um plug your book. Tell people how they can follow you, all that good stuff.
2: Yeah, so ambitiousabby.com. Ambitious I love that you have them. Um, yeah. So you can visit me at ambitiousabby.com. I have a shop on there. Um, I have an ambitious Abby Facebook page. Um, and then of course, just a my ambitious or sorry, I'm getting tongue tied. My Abby to Plug Facebook page, you can visit me there as well. So
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well, Abby, thank you so much. It's always so much thank fun you. when you're on the show.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So everybody, that's our show. Have an amazing weekend. Have just like a blessed yeah. weekend, you guys. Relaxation. Really asking God, especially with all of this, everything we've been talking about this week, what are my baby steps, God? Like if there are certain areas that you know are highlighted, everybody knows what conviction feels like, so some of yeah. you guys are getting convicted and that's a good thing and go okay god what are my what are my baby steps and it could be one thing a week that you do um yeah. and so just do it be obedient and then God to open doors so um join yeah. us on monday we've got cindy mcgill back and she's joined with her i believe she's her, her assistant abby mckee they just went to a adult film uh, convention uh down in Las Vegas and so they're going to be talking about that um so it's going to be a really really powerful time um also if some of you guys watch with your kids you might not want to watch it with your kids around just in case we talk about some heavier things because um, these are very very hurting people that are in the adult film industry and that Cindy and her team are impacting um, so just take that into consideration also there's a donation link at the end Elijahfire.com slash donate keeps this thing free at five days a week and we're also taking a portion of every single donation and funneling it over to our water well efforts we're digging a new fresh water well every three days which is amazing so we're be, we're able to do that because of your guys' donations so god bless you guys and we will see you on monday at 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern time with cindy mcgill and abby mckee see you then bye
0: this has been elijah fire